Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World Internet Radio Broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Hello listeners, welcome to the December 2nd broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan, that's me, and Annette. Hello Annette, how are you Hello, doing? Hello Ed. How are you doing? Fine, thank you, how about you tonight? Ed, I'm doing pretty good, I'm doing pretty good. I wish it was warmer and better weather, but hey, you know, um, <clears throat> what more can you ask for? And be in December, I guess. Um, before I bring on our guest, I would like to say thank you to the Southtown Star newspaper and the Gazette newspaper for the write-ups and photos this past week about the radio show broadcast and the locations I will be doing readings at. Also, Paranormal News for their write-up. They're carrying the uh, Annette, they're carrying the um, Orland Papers um, write-up that they did that of the haunted Humphrey House that I was at with Ursula. So uh, oh. that's can be yeah that could be seen on many uh, websites now paranormal sites, all right and also on our next broadcast December sixteenth, Annette that's you Annette will be doing uh, something special for our listeners and we'll discuss it later in the show, okay, <clears throat> okay, our guest tonight is the psychic that rocks C J Sellers C J are you there? I am here. Hi, how are you? I'm Hello C J. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting through the cold. We just had a big snow. so. Oh, really? What area yeah. are you from? Oh, I'm in Minnesota. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice, and, been... nice and chilly up here right now. Are you uh, far north or over to... I'm in Minneapolis. Okay, okay. But uh... cold enough, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up there. You guys got some uh, nice haunted locations out there. We have a few, yeah. Yeah, especially that uh, the caves, you know. So, uh, have you ever been to those? I haven't. I've I wanted to go. They do tours through those. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. and then they they have the little shows that they put on in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been wanting to do that. I actually uh, I I did a a cave tour in in Stillwater, and it was the same company that ran, ran the other ones. And I had talked to them about getting in there. So. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Um. CJ, before we go any further, uh, let's tell the people uh, that you're pretty much honored to be part of a TV show coming out. What is that show? I am. It's a show called Paranormal State, 
And uh, it's going to be on A&E. It premieres on December 10th at 9 p.m. Central. Okay. And uh, basically it is a team of, a young team of paranormal investigators out of Penn State University who uh, who kindly asked me to participate in a few of the episodes on the show. And uh, it's going to be really interesting, so I think people are going to want to tune into that one. What locations did you go to? Um, I was basically the the three that I did were all in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania okay. All pretty much in the same area. Um, I know they did. I think they did a, a few others outside of the East Coast there, but um, it was really nice because I got an opportunity to uh, read for some families and and do a little work that I think was helpful. So you know, it was it, it was a good experience for me. Okay. Do they do when they do a show like that? We're just going to talk about the show. Do they do a lot of taping that then is uh, edited down? or? Well, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you're, you're there for quite a few hours. And even when they bring me in, I mean, they do a lot of filming outside of that and a lot of interviewing um, with people in the area, people, you know, homeowners and things like that. So they get a lot of history behind the properties. And um, I'm not exactly sure because I don't get to see it all. <laughs> I only get to see mm-hmm. what I'm there for, but... Uh, as, as far as I know, I think they go uh, pretty deeply into the history of it to kind of, you know, figure out. They're trying to figure out what's really going on, which is cool. Okay, and the show will be on again December 10th on A and E, right? Yep, and, and that premieres on the 10th. And I don't know which episodes exactly how when mine are going to air that I was in, but uh, they're, you know, I want everybody to watch it because I think it's going to be a really good show. Do you know what time approximately it'll be coming on? Or um, it's 9 p.m. Central. Okay. Okay. So, and and as far as um, the shows that I'm going to be on, I I have no idea. All right. <laughs> Schedule is. So, I haven't heard yet. I don't watch them all and find you there, right, CJ? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? So basically, it's taking over uh, the Chris Angel spot. It sounds like. Um, I'm sure they're doing a little skipping around there and. Yeah, because he's going to be. I guess he's taped all his, you know, the shows for the years been uh, been played out already. So um, a nice, a nice uh, changeover. Okay, you're called the psychic that rocks. Where does that come from? For the listeners <laughs> that don't know. Well, it's, it, it it might sound like I think I rock, but the fact is I do because I'm in a band. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a rock and roll singer. I've been doing that for a lot of years, so. Uh, it's kind of a dual personality, dual life that I have. But, <laughs> you know, it's a little different. One side is the real spiritual, and the other side is the rock and roll. So, but it works. Okay. Any uh, any songs that have made? Uh, you know, I, I've always I've been, always been in cover bands, so I do everybody else's songs because I figure I, nobody can do them better um, than the originals. But. Uh, Basically, it's it's classic rock. I I'm in love with bands like Journey and okay. Dix and all those bands from the 80s and 70s that were very vocal bands. So, well, Arnett, she's uh, she used to sing too in a band. So, oh, is that right? Yes, it's true. <laughs> Back in the <laughs> 80s, I was very young, and uh, yeah, You're still yeah a young I kid. Just, Come on. 
Oh, it's, yeah. It's, thank you. <laughs> um, oh, we had a great time. And I will concur with your exact taste of music, you know, the Benatars, the Chrissy Hines, and yeah. the 80s, and oh, we had a ball. <laughs> I would do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, see, I retired for a while, but you know, it, it never leaves your system. No. It doesn't. Okay, um, let me uh, throw a question for the very first question. I got the chat on, so um, if people, listeners want to contact that way. But are you taking? Are you doing readings tonight? Um, I, I can. I, the reason I don't necessarily like to do them over the radio is because mm-hmm. they can be so involved. Right, Number one, right. they can get really personal, and then they can get really involved, and it's, it takes up a lot of time out of the interview. Right. So, um, and you probably have to prepare, too, for um, instead of doing something spontaneous, um, which it would be. Um, there's a yeah, a little frame. bit. I mean, every once in a while somebody will throw a question at me, and know stuff will start coming for them. But um, I kind of leave that up to my spirit guides, if, you know, if it's appropriate. Okay. Well, then we'll... Uh, Kind of stay away from that. Maybe toward the end we'll take a call or two. Um, we do have a caller, but we want to get more into which, what type of readings do you do? I am a psychic medium, so I, I do bring messages through from the other side, people's loved ones who have crossed over. Um, there's a healing side to my work as well. I, I'm very much into Reiki and energy healing. Um, I think my readings overall usually deal with emotional healing and helping people to get to move forward in life and when they feel stuck or they're going through particular situations in life that are um, you know difficult to deal with um, the readings help in that area too it's kind of a lot of different things it touches on but I like to look at it as a holistic healing number one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. How long have you been doing this? Boy, Publicly, you know, let's say in public, <laughs> in the public side. In the public side, probably about the last seven, eight years, um, okay. where I've actually, you know, would call it a business. Yeah. Prior to that, it was, you know, reading for friends, for family, um, spontaneously reading for people that I'd be talking to at a given time. Mm-hmm. I, I never planned on becoming a professional medium. It, it wasn't something that I ever thought that I would end up doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually started on this path about 14 years ago where I just started getting really involved in spirituality and trying to figure that out for myself and to figure out why I was so different and why I never fit in with you know, secular religion. And, and it just didn't give me what I felt like I really needed. And I'm not putting down secular religion at all, just for myself personally. Um, I just went on the search, and as I did that, I started opening up and, and reading about a lot of different um, belief systems, and I realized they all had one thing in common, and that was the spiritual side of it and, you know, love thy neighbor, all those kinds of things that, you know, we should all be looking at that we have in common as opposed to how we differ in things. But um, that started me on the path, and then, uh, you know, the... The whole psychic thing, I, I knew that I always had some type of ability in that area. Um, I never wanted to communicate with dead people. That was something that <laughs> even after it started, I I wouldn't admit to for a long time. And mm-hmm. 
but you know, over time I started to realize that this had a profound effect on people. And these were messages that were very positive, healing, and helpful. So that encouraged me to, uh, you know, move into developing that more and becoming more conscientious of it. It's like providing closure, you're saying, then, for uh, people. Yeah, in a lot of cases it is. It's providing closure and it's providing direction for people. And the amazing thing about it is it's rare that I'll give somebody advice that they don't already know deeply right. within themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's really just about validating for them what they already know is is the right path. That's what I, uh, I don't know if you've seen my website or, well, you've seen a bunch of my post things. And mm-hmm. uh, that's one thing I say when I do basically what I call one-on-one psychometry, when I put their hand between mine and try to tap into them, into their energy. And uh, after a while, I ask them if they have any questions. But the thing is, basically, I'm reading the questions, the answers that are within, you know. So, yep. uh, yeah, there's a lot in common, it sounds like. And so you're popular, okay. <laughs> uh, I My uh, son-in-law emailed me and said that uh, a friend of his has contacted you about a week ago. So uh, for reading and all that stuff. Oh, wonderful! Uh, how did how did you how how did that blossom? I guess you could say the popularity part of it. Um, you know, I think as I grew in this, I grew to love people, and and it's mm-hmm. and this is something I think that miss, a lot of people miss in their lives is you don't have to really know someone to love them. It's that you're loving them as a human fellow human being, you're loving them as as one spirit to another spirit, another soul. <clears throat> and that just seems to be my connection with people is I have no problem hugging someone. I have no problem holding someone's hand or, you know, talking to them as if we have known each other forever. Um I think it's that openness that probably people enjoy about me. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to talk about myself like that. You know, I, I don't really mm-hmm. exactly know why, but um, but I genuinely feel the same way about everyone else that they feel about me. Annette uh, has a belief in karma. Annette, what is your belief? In karma, I do believe that we have to, uh, you know, live up to the the decisions that we make in life. Yeah. Um, I'm a I'm a complete believer that you know if you if you don't get it right in this life you will come back yeah. and have to do it again. Um, you know I, I I'm not I'm not in that negative state of mind about karma that you know anytime somebody does anything wrong oh that's karma against you because I think we all make mistakes. Um, you know Some sometimes plan. we can cause harm and not intend to. I think it is all about intention. So, you know, if it's your intention to hurt others or if your intention is selfish, you're probably going to have to deal with some karma concerning that and some lessons. Mm-hmm. Annette has a, um, she, she's, she's pretty much uh, uh, helped me along with the karma thing. But she has a real good belief. And Annette, why don't you tell people what your belief is about karma? Oh, okay. Um, well, I think that I, I don't know if I use the word karma a lot, actually, but um, 
I think that people all have a plan that they come into this lifetime to live out some somewhat formatted life. Um, I think that there's a lot of free will involved. Uh, choices can be made. Um, as far as karma itself goes, I think that, like CJ said, if you don't get it right or you make an abrupt ending to a lifetime, that you, most likely you will have to come back and do it again. And by your choice, not by some lightning bolt guy on a throne saying that you have to do that. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that Karma really just means, you know, evolving your soul or your spirit to a point of a higher evolution. And, you know, when it's not in such an evolved lifetime, that maybe you have to, you know, replay some scenarios a couple of times just to get it right for yourself. Okay, I was trying to get to the point where um, to see what um, you've pretty much helped me along with in that is and see what CJ thought about this. Let's say somebody harms you or intentionally tries to harm you, and you, you know, um, some people have a way of wishing a return type of harm on individuals. Uh, CJ, what Annette has taught me is leave the universe, handle it. Oh, I see what you're getting at. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes karma my goes. famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> Let the universe take care of it. It'll do a much better job than you would anyway. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right because it really, that's what poetic justice is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's always much more satisfying to when someone because the universe teaches lessons in love. It's not in hatred. It's really a loving thing for us to, as you said, Annette, to evolve and to move forward and become better. Yeah. So it's not handing out punishments. It's handing out lessons. There's a big difference. But when we talk about punishing someone, there, it, there never is as much satisfaction in that as seeing someone truly change for the better because they willed to do it. I mean, oh, that's absolutely. my feeling. I can't think of anybody, yeah. including my ex-husband in life, that <laughs> I I wouldn't want to see grow and become a better person, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that forgiveness and um, just being able to love someone, no matter what their choices were and how they affected you, is really important, too, and just, you know, help, lets you just become a higher evolution soul, so... Yep, that's true, too. I think, too, that, um, and I, I know I wrote a blog about this, was it was about forgiveness and where it's really difficult for someone to forgive someone because maybe um, maybe they consider what they did unforgivable or maybe that person isn't at all sorry or continues to do what they were doing that was bad in the first place. But the fact is you can forgive them. You can forgive them based on what's in you and saying, I don't want to hold on to that. I don't want mm -hmm. to continue to hate because all that's going to do is draw negativity to myself. So you don't necessarily need for that person to change or to be sorry or any of those things for you to be able to forgive them. It's really a personal choice that you make that is self-loving to forgive somebody. That's my feeling on it anyway. Mm -hmm. Well. It's easier said than done. Um, it, you know, it's by that some people do have a hard time of uh, 
forgiving, you know, and That's not forgiving it. and letting it go and stuff like that. And it, it can take it takes work, like oh, yeah. with anything. Yeah, you know. especially if they catch you at your juggler, you know. <laughs> and you've been in this long enough, CJ, to know, you know, it can be a um, very rough uh, occupation to be in, I guess you could say. Yeah, Being a reader can. in there. It can be, you know, and, and liken it to, you know, the entertainment business too and the music business. And I think anything where, you know, there's there's ability, talent involved or opportunity, um, you know, people can choose to be negative and, and, you know, get ahead by hurting others. But the fact of the matter is, I don't know, me personally, the people that I love the most and look up to the most in my field are the people who have always been the forgiving types that just rise above everything and continue to do what they do with integrity no mm-hmm. matter what and they mm-hmm. don't let themselves get brought down and uh and i and i got great great advice from a friend of mine that said never let anybody put you in a defensive posture because the minute you do you're feeding the fire you're feeding the negativity right and you know and i've had that lesson to learn too where you know sometimes you just have to step back and step away and focus mm-hmm. in on what's positive and just <clears throat> let all that other stuff go. Ignore what's going on and uh, mm-hmm. just keep on going ahead and, uh, yep. you know, like you said, not add fuel to the fire. Yep. Uh, because that's what does happen if you try to defend. Exactly. Yeah. You, can't, you can't win something if the intention is to harm you. You can't win that. So you're better off just turning around, walking away, and not battling. Yeah, I look at the one who screams the loudest is usually the one the most guilty. So, because uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're trying to draw the attention to them to be heard. Mm-hmm. So, um, CJ, when people come to you for a reading, typically, um, what kinds of things are they coming to you about? Is it Oh, your typical love, finance, job, or is it more? I know you're mentioning about the healing, so I thought maybe that's probably a a big portion of it. Mm-hmm. I, I think, especially lately, it's been life paths. People feeling confused, you know, with the economy being re- the way that it is. People losing their homes, losing losing their jobs. They're really feeling ungrounded right now and trying to figure out what it is they're supposed to be doing. Um, so that, that's been the biggest theme lately. Last year, it, it seems to be going in themes, too, because last year it was a lot of relationships breaking up, whether it was, you know, family feuds going on or marriages, things like that. It, there was a lot of uh, letting go of, of relationships. So I think right now um, mainly people are trying to, they're trying to reconnect spiritually, trying to, figure out what their greater purpose is because they're not satisfied. Yeah. Wonderful. (laughs) Good news. (laughs) Yeah. We got a couple of questions here that came across on the chat. Uh, First of all, Andrew from MySpace says hello. Uh, (laughs) Hello, Andrew. (laughs) We know who Andrew is. Hello, Andrew. Everybody knows Andrew. Yeah. And a question for you. It appears that angels are more prominent in the lives of the blessed souls here. Any thoughts on this? Okay, so what was the question? <laughs> I didn't get that. It appears that angels are more prominent in the lives of blessed souls here. 
Any thoughts on this? I think you're a blessed soul on earth. <laughs> yeah, I well, guess so. I think when you when you walk in light, the angels are going to be around you. If you walk in darkness, they're not. So, right. you know, yeah. That's, it's, angels are everywhere. It's like Just, spirits. Mm-hmm. Basically yeah. everywhere. And and whether it's our choice whether or not we want to be in their light or we don't want to. CJ, I'm curious, just as a term, would you say that your spirit guides guides are angelic? I do have one that I know is. Okay. Um, the, the others are, uh, I've had, you know, they come and go too, so I don't always have the same ones. But uh, I've had some that lived, you know, many lives that were teachers um, okay. that chose to teach on the other side. Um, I've had those that were angelic, um, one that does stay with me. I've never, like, actually communicated with my angelic guide, but people have picked up on her around me, her, him, it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, we all have a guardian angel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, the only thing I know about her, and I have felt her, I will say that, but um, I, I very... Uh, very powerful feeling that people have gotten from that. Maybe you can pick up. <laughs> do you feel? Do you feel that um, loved ones who've passed away have become become guardians of the living? In in some cases, they do. I'll do readings where you know, say, a parent has crossed over and they've chosen to play that role for somebody because they're going through a difficult time. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think in every case that, that the guides and, and guardians that are around us necessarily were connected to us in, in life or in this okay. life. Okay. okay. Where can people contact you if they want to get a hold of you? My, uh, my, my, my MySpace is one place, and, and that's uh, myspace.com forward slash psychic medium CJ. Okay. Um, that's where most people seem to chat back and forth with me. But you can also go to my website, and uh, that's at www.cjmedium.com. Okay. And and there's a form there you can fill out if you if you'd like to get a reading. Do you uh, do public appearances up in Minnesota or no? I you know I haven't I haven't up here in quite a while. I I did do a few uh, events up here, but. Mainly, I, I was doing events um, with uh, members of TAPS and that for a while, and then I'm going to be doing the TAPS con coming up. Okay, um, where's that going to be? Down in Florida. I'm sorry, no, what was that? Nice. That's a nice little break down in Florida. That's a nice little, uh, <laughs> nice little trip to have. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Is it going to be, be in the winter? <laughs> it's going to be in July. <laughs> oh, wraps! <laughs> Just taste and toasting down there. Yeah. Yeah, but I love Florida. Yeah. That's my home away from home. So, is this what you do? Is besides rock and roll, is the psychic reading basically what you do for a living? Or that's it. Yeah, those two things. Well, congratulations, um, Annette. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, debating going on some of the forums. You know, uh, mm-hmm. readers shouldn't charge. Uh, Sylvia Brown, she charges this. John Edward charges that, and I kind of come in defense of the 
those you know those readers let's mm-hmm. because you know one thing people got to realize is if Sylvia Brown only charged a hundred bucks, the lady would have a lot you know what I'm saying uh, that's true <laughs> yeah that is true I mean you know it's I couldn't afford to go to her I, and I understand where people are coming from with that um, mm-hmm. But the universe does provide. There's a lot of good readers out there, so you don't have to go to the one that's you know thousand dollars or eight nine hundred. You know, right. um, I, I I've had people tell me I charge too much, and actually I think I'm I'm fairly reasonable. <laughs> but uh, the question about us charging or not, you know, e- even a pastor of a church is paid to do what he does. Yeah. And right. You know, people have to make a living. You have to eat. And right. if I were to have to go out and get a full-time job, I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't have the energy. So. Yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with... Um, and I'm sure if there were readers, especially the ones that say, you know, about Sylvia Brown and that. And like I always said, if somebody was going to be offering them 700 to $1,000 to do a reading, I'm sure they wouldn't turn it down. You know, uh, <laughs> well, probably not. Yeah, and no, a little no. bit of it might be jealousy. You're right, but you're yeah. also right with you know the amount. John Edward, you know, is being booked out three years in advance, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, to tell you the truth, I don't know where those people get the energy to do what they do. I mean, you know, they're doing TV shows, they're doing events, they're doing all the stuff, and then plus, you know, doing readings. Very draining. Yes, I know. I know. Just me doing readings. At night, and when I'm done, I'm drained, and that's been, yep. you know, where we sat through what, and that's five hours of doing readings. You've done them in a the yeah. You barely get to go to the restroom, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, at the weather market. And people, right? sometimes they don't understand; just keep cracking the whip, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, it, 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 it is. It, it is draining. I maybe people don't always understand. I know my husband used to say, you know, how can you be so tired? You're actually sitting and talking to people. How can that be draining? If there's such concentration that goes on and, um, you know, you're really getting out of your ego, you're in a state of, you know, slight meditation, and you do that for a few hours, you get very groggy and slimy-headed. I don't know about you. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To where I can even start slurring sometimes because it's, it's just, you know, I, I start to shut down. I can't do it after a certain point. Especially if you're doing them later at night, um because I'm sure you do them over the phone, and you got to do them, you know, when it's good for the client. Da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I always try to be accommodating with that. So. Yeah. Um, How many would you, know. you say you do in a day? You most? know, I really. Would you do? It, it depends. You know, it's feast or famine when it comes to doing readings. Mm-hmm. And it can get really busy, and then I get my downtime, and sometimes it's really nice to have that. Other times, I wish I was working a little more. But I, I I won't do more than four readings in one day because... And those are usually how long? Uh, 45 minutes, half an hour to 45 minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. And the reason for that is because I put a lot of my energy into those readings. I want to give people the best that I can give them mm-hmm. while I have them there getting the reading done. So I won't do assembly line readings. I, yeah. I, do, I don't even believe that people can. If you're really, really doing medium work and you're connecting with, you know, spiritual energies, I don't believe that you can do them like, like that unless you've got some amazing, you know, battery yeah. that nobody else has. 
Yeah, usually what the um, when I'm doing readings of items loved ones bring, um, it's only usually two or three during the time of the night I'm doing them. You know, the rest are just your you know, ratings of individuals, not the loved ones who've passed mm-hmm. away. And if it did go, you know, like you're saying, a lot of them, I'd be wiped out. Uh, yeah. I've been wiped out and with a major headache. I I get that a lot of times. Um, so much concentration goes into it that I got a migraine afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I'd like to take this moment in time to uh, mention what we have coming up, okay? Uh, tomorrow, Monday night, I will be doing readings at Champs in Burbank, Illinois, from 5 till 9 p.m. No set fee, just a gift offering of your choice. I will be doing POM, psychometry one-on-one, and conscience channeling with items of a loved one who's passed away. Bring items like a ring, watch, glasses, etc. Tuesday night from 7 to midnight, I will be doing readings at Cigars and Stripes in Berwyn, Illinois, on Ogden Avenue. Details can be found at our website, theunexplainedworld.com, or edwardshanahan.com. Then on December 16th, on our December 16th broadcast, Annette will be doing something special for our listeners. Annette, you want to uh, tell them what you're going to be doing? I'll be doing some past life readings. Um, Anybody who wants to call in and have a past life reading, we'll do that that night, kind of... Um, if there's anything that you had on your mind uh, that was you think might have been from a past life, that kind of set you up and get you ready for a new, fresh new year. Okay. Yeah, and it, it's been very successful, uh, the readings. You use runes and, uh, mm-hmm. when you read the individuals. And uh, the one that I, you know, that sticks very strongly in my mind is when you gave the reading and the listener that you were giving it to said that everything you told her has been what she's been dreaming on and off. Uh, so that was, uh, that, was a nice, that was a nice little response. Uh, on December 30th... Lots of people, oh. Yeah, go ahead. What did you say? I was going to say lots of people can make connections, absolutely. Yeah. On December 30th, our broadcast, we will bring you the taped interview Annette had with a man who was haunted by demons, his experiences, and how he got rid of them. And also, again, we will attempt to raise the spirits around you with the radio broadcast version of My Circle of Energy. We did this uh, almost a year, almost, I would say, a year ago, eight months ago or so, and it went over very well. We got some emails of people who um, said they had experiences in their house when, I, when we did this. So uh, this will be a night of turn down your lights, Get out the tape recorder and video recorder and turn up your sound volume on your computer. That will be Sunday, December 30th. Uh, CJ, have you ever done any seances or anything like that? I I sat in on one that uh, made me never want to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bad experience? Well, you know, what it was was I, I sat in and I wasn't actually the medium working the seance. I just was one of the people sitting at the table. So I wasn't prepared. I didn't think to prepare mm-hmm. beforehand. And, uh, and and I was the person that a, a particular spirit decided to physically come over Ooh. and try to use in a physical sense. And I was very uncomfortable with it, didn't know how to handle it. I don't think that 
anybody sitting at the table at the moment really knew exactly what to do. And uh, it, it did leave, but it, it left me drained for about three weeks. Really? Yeah, I couldn't do readings for quite a while after that, and I had a few Reiki sessions done after that too. Um, so, you know, I, but but you know, I take the responsibility for that onto myself because I I should have thought about that and been prepared. Like I said, you know, I, when some when there was another medium actually, you know, heading that up, I didn't think that I really needed to worry about it. So, so heads up to anybody out there who. <laughs> sit at a, at a seance, you know, be prepared and, and you know, make sure that you you, you do that protective uh, prayer or whatever you do around yourself. And So you believe in protection then? I do believe in protection. I mean, I believe I'm, I'm always protective, but, you know, mm-hmm. I also believe in, you know, ne- never go where angels fear to tread. And um, I think it's a good idea to always be praying for protection in the sense of keeping you in, in a place where, you know, you're always in a good place. So. Okay. And that's a firm believer of protection, too. <laughs> you know, I'm over here holding back a laugh, right, Ed? <laughs> Ed doesn't use protection in it, does what he does. No, he's so, naughty. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I get hit once in a while, especially last time. Um, we got a question for you, CJ. What type of meditation do you typically, typically go through to prepare yourself for a reading? or to ground yourself after one. Okay. Um, I used to spend a lot of time in meditation and, until I got to the point where I really could quickly um, go in and out of a reading state. So the meditation I do now is basically it's, it's just I sit quietly for that moment just before I start reading. I'll ask somebody what they hope to get out of the reading and mm-hmm. then um, sort of take my breath and then open myself up and then begin. So it's really not a lot that goes on before and afterwards now. But during my development and the first few years into this, um, I would spend a lot of time beforehand. Um, I would basically meditate, but first do relaxation, get myself in a real relaxed state, let go of all negativity, all of that, um, get to my to that state where I was, my mind wasn't going constantly. And... Uh, and then, you know, envision the light coming in from from heaven, coming down through my head, and then grounding through my feet, and bringing up that that uh, grounding energy also from the earth up through my feet. I think everybody's kind of got their different way of meditating, but that always worked for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, another question: Would tarot reading be the same thing as channeling? <clears throat> Well, Annette does tarot reading, so Annette, what would you say? Personally, I don't really feel like I'm, that I'm a psychic. I'm a reader. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes just human impression is, you know, how I can get some of my, um, some of the things that I'm able to come up with for people. But um, personally, I think being a psychic is quite different than being just a card reader. What do you feel about that question, uh, CJ? Would tarot reading be the same thing as channeling? I I I don't think so. I mean, I, I even as a medium, you know, when you talk about channeling, um, you know, there are some people that actually channel conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, like somebody like myself, I don't do that. Mine right. is just basically interpreting information that I'm getting and, and handing right. it over to somebody. So um, that word always kind of bothered me when it comes to medium work because I think it's different. But mm-hmm. cards, I don't believe you have to be a medium to do tarot cards. Right. I think no. we all have the the ability to do that. Some people have a better understanding of them than others. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have friends that aren't psychics that will do tarot readings, and they're very, very accurate. Yeah, yeah. So. Basically, the way the cards fall, right, in that? Absolutely. And I think that, uh, you know, the powers that be or the spirits that surround us definitely have a part to play in mm-hmm. what how the cards do fall so that the message is important and is meaningful to the person who's receiving the reading. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I agree with CJ. I don't think that you have to have some supernatural power in order to read tarot cards. No, neither do I. Uh, and I'm very, I just read what comes up That's if I do do readings. And uh, I give all the compliments to all the readers out there that can, you know, besides read, reading the major, can read the minor. I only got the major down pat, so uh, <laughs> uh, give a very good, my memory ain't that well. So I give all the compliments to the ones that can read both. What do you got coming up, CJ, besides the television program? Anything? Well, right, <laughs> right now, just uh, kind of getting through the winter here, um, we're to, my husband and I are talking about actually moving down to Florida. So that's kind of a focus right now is uh, we're checking in places down there. And um, it, it would be kind of a big move for me. I'd have to move business, basically. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's going on right now. Um, no events going on at the moment. That's not going to happen until starting summer again. But I am doing readings. We'll continue to do that. To do that. Um, I've also been doing a lot of mentoring with people, um, developing mediums, developing psychics. Um, okay. So, what there was a the conversation when I heard you on the radio on Andrew's show um, pertained around. Uh, cold reading, and uh, you had a very, very true answer to that uh, about cold reading. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first few minutes somebody sits down, it is somewhat that. Would you not agree? It's, it's, I'm sorry, what was that? The first few minutes that somebody sits down with you or whatever, mm-hmm. um, cold reading, let's put it this way, cold reading is not the negative you know, thing that, a lot of people point at it, point to as it being. Would you agree? Or well, I would. I mean, it, cold reading as a whole. If you can read somebody, if you have rapport with people, if mm-hmm. you can read people, um, their expressions, their body language, all of that, that would be the same as cold reading. So it's not negative. It's right. If if you take that and you you make someone believe that you have some supernatural power. Right, doing right. that because we all cold read people. I mean, that's right. just a part of being human. Yeah. Now you want to take you want to take a. I don't believe you would, anyways. You want to take a just a plain old email from somebody that says, "Ah, can you tell me about me or the spirit that's around me?" Without no details in it, would you? Um, I see a lot of that going on the internet and some of the forums, and. Uh, Somebody saying, hi, my name is Bobby Joe, and uh, can you tell me about myself? You know, and you're just looking at black and white print. 
And yeah. I, I try to tell people that, you know, stay away from, you know, because basically they're, re- they're receiving what you would classify the negative cold reading when they're getting responses uh, from people. I don't, yeah. believe a psychic, I don't believe a psychic can do that, a, a true psychic, just by looking at black and white print and saying, giving somebody a life story then about them. No, I mean, I wouldn't agree with anybody doing that anyway. Just because you don't know who's contacting you on the Internet could be anybody. Right. Um, and, you know, people will mess with you. People will fool with you. Mm-hmm. I, I had the opportunity when I first started uh, publicly doing readings of doing them on the Internet in a chat room. And, um, you know, I, I had some very wonderful experience, but I also had experience with a few crazy people. And, you know that we're just on there for attention or whatever. Yeah. So um, that is the, for, that's one reason I, I won't do a reading by email for anybody. Right. You know. There's no crazy people on the inter- Internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Everyone's normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, okay. Um when 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 can a person get a reading from you during the day or in the evening or um I try to work around people's schedules as much as possible so um i for me I pr- always prefer in the afternoon because that's when i'm mo- my most awake and I have the least amount going on but um but I'll do them you know morning noon evening or weekends whenever whenever they need so no time off for you huh if uh if no, like I said, I get I get my downtime, you know, when things like you know around the holidays right now things slow up a little bit and everybody's hibernating right now here in Minnesota. <laughs> Nobody's wanting to go out or do anything. But, Has anybody uh, ever come to you about for about for missing people? Um, I have had over the years um, cases of that uh, where the person was missing and then turned up later, where I was able to say, you know, they're fine. They're mm-hmm. at a friend, and mm-hmm. uh, that's what happened. Or there was a case where a woman's car broke down and she ended up staying at a hotel, and I did pick up on that. So, you know, things like that. But I, I'm i not really huge personally on doing, like, missing child cases, you know, where there's possibly murder involved and all of that yeah. because yeah. I get very emotionally involved in it. Right. And it, there's so much pressure in that of, you know, if if you can't get the answer that somebody needs, you feel very bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, or how do you present it to them too? If you're picking up something very negative. Yeah. yeah, and so kudos to the people that do do that, the the mediums and the psychics out there that are able to do that and really help the police out. I think they are a special breed, and um, and, and you know, I think we all have our forte and the things that we do well in. Right. You know, and. Uh, so, so I don't do that so much, but it would be uh, very emotional. Um, mm-hmm. Annette, you've never been asked to do that, have you? You know, one time a lady um, during a psychic fair at Asbury actually asked me about a case that she thought that foul play was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps it was her niece or someone that she was close to. And actually, the cards I was reading just tarot cards at the time, and Pretty much the answer that I got was that what she suspected was most likely exactly how it had played out mm-hmm. was what the cards told me to tell her. So, um, no, I couldn't say, 
go to Fifth and Main, and that's where she'll be, or anything like that. But I said, well, whatever you think it was, that is most likely how it's happened. And it wasn't a good scenario that she had in mind, unfortunately. But uh, and then I asked her to contact me if ever, if, if ever the case was, you know, had a happy ending, and I never did hear. So yeah, yeah. I can give you another example too of something that happened with me. With that, um, I had a, a a woman's boyfriend contact me through another psychic who who didn't want to deal with it, so she handed it over to me. He wanted to know what had happened to his girlfriend. She had been murdered, so on and so forth. And uh, I was having a really hard time with giving him information, and I didn't know why. It was, it, I just had an icky feeling. And uh, the next thing I know, I had uh, the uh, the police officer that was the, the detective, actually, that was working on the case contacted me, called me up and said, so tell me, what's it like? giving a reading to a murder suspect. Wow. And I almost fell over. <laughs> and uh, so here, the, the, this officer had gotten my phone number, gotten all my information because they were tapping his line and listening in on everything that was going on. And it scared me enough. I, my husband said, you know, I don't really ever want you doing that again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you, know? totally you never know. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um what would you suggest? Do you do any readings, prophecies, as far as what's happening with the world or country or anything like that? I do get things. I don't like to get on a soapbox and share those things a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I do think we we have a, a huge shift going on here, and I think you know people do have to make up their mind which side of the fence that they want to be on as far as humanity goes, and. and I, I think we have some trouble coming, but um, the positive end of that is the, the end result is, you know, I, I, the people that are good, the people that remain faithful and, and uh, loving to one another and all of that, I think they will uh, be blessed incredibly. Hmm. So it's going to be right good for news a while. after Chad. <laughs> Oh, after Chad? Chad <laughs> yeah, was our last guest. Uh, <laughs> but like she said, and that getting there is going to be a whole different... Uh, uh, right, matter. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a, a tribulation time, I think, that that uh, some of us are already feeling it. Yeah, I think you could almost see it, um, feel it and see it. Um, you know, like they said, uh, feel it in the air. Mm-hmm. Um you just had to look at the papers recently. Fathers killing kids. Yeah. Fathers killing wives or wives disappearing. Let's put it that way. Um, what What would you suggest to the listener listening in right now, CJ, for the for the for the near future? If If you were to throw a blanket type of um, suggestion and the listeners for their own good, what would you suggest? To love themselves, love yourself, and that's not in a selfish way, in an unselfish way. Love yourself, do what's right for yourself, be your own best parent, be your own best mate, be your own best child. Take care of the things in your life that you know need to be taken care of. Don't put them off. And above all, find your spirituality. 
we all need it, no matter what that is. And that's not necessarily being religious, because a lot of people are very turned off to that, but mm-hmm. find your spirituality, and that's because that's the part that connects us all together. Without it, we're just a bunch of bodies running around. <clears throat> Would you suggest, by your years of doing this, by your communicating with others who want to be um, readers, psychics, whatever, or think that they have an ability, would you suggest that they pretty much have to tap into their inner soul first before even yeah. attempting to try to do this? I, that's what I would suggest. I don't know. What would you it, suggest? You've been doing this longer than I have. It's, it's an internal journey. Mm-hmm. You learn more about yourself and you learn more about where you're supposed to be than you do anything on this path. And there are a lot of lessons along the way because you can't give advice to somebody if you haven't experienced it, if you, if you don't know firsthand what it's like to go through something. You know, you have no business telling somebody else what to do about their, their problem. You have to work through it. You have to be beyond it and be able to say, okay, I, I do know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an easy path to go on. I think there's a lot of glamour involved in it. People think it's you know it's, it's a very glamorous, fun thing, and to be able to tell people, you know, people say, oh, it's so cool what you do, um, and it is. It, it's a great blessing, but there's a lot of responsibility that goes with it. So yeah, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to grow a lot on that path. I usually tell people, make sure it's something you want before venturing out into it. Because um, it's not, as you, as you know yourself, and, and Annette could tell you because she's been, you know, she's been doing readings for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the, on the cover it looks glamorous, but there's a lot of uh, emotional, not a lot, but there's some, you go through the emotions of what you're picking up. And yeah. You, readings and people and stuff like that. And it could be draining. You know, not only is a reading, but this, as we were talking before, this emotionally draining, period. And uh, I think another thing, would you agree, CJ, that people have to uh, realize, too, is they're not some gift from God walking the earth with what they're doing. You know, they've been gifted the ability to do what they're doing. Would you agree on that? Because you, uh, you absolutely, because yeah. because ego has nothing to do with it. You can't sit and do a reading for somebody and be all in your ego. You have mm-hmm. to get outside of it. You have to put. You can be having a really bad day, and you have to put that all aside, because at that moment you're you're supposed to be helping somebody. That's what you do. Um, and like I said, you have to you have to have gone through and gotten beyond a problem. You can't sit down with somebody and do a reading with them about their bad marriage if your marriage is in a shambles. Right, right. You know, because how can you give advice in in that state of mind or that that state of being? So, yeah, none of us are God's gift. You know, I'm human and that's human. We're all, you're human. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We all have bad days. We all have our dark side, you know, we're not perfect. So anybody out there that's doing this work, 
that thinks that they're in in some way, you know, God's gift, they're not. And they will find it out because the rug will be pulled out from under them. Oh, yeah. I, I love the thought of uh, uh, the spirits or whatever have a real good sense of humor. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't – and I have this question actually for you, Annette, too. You find that, you know, if you do even for a moment let your ego kind of manifest itself, that the rug does get pulled, you get reminded. Oh, sure. <laughs> And not just yeah. as a reader, in life in general, in life. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because humility is so important to, to, I think, anything that you do well in life, humility is important to it. And the thing is, too, CJ, and I know you know the answer to this because, you know, you're in the public eye. The more you're in the public eye, you almost have to watch your um, ego because there's so many trying to, knock you down you know what i'm saying that, yeah uh, absolutely i mean it's like why are you picking on me <laughs> i haven't done it <laughs> you know um and i know you've been through that because that's where you stand okay as far as uh being known and stuff like that so yeah you know the thing is 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 if you if you go into this work with the idea that you're going to be in the public eye and that you're going to be popular, um, it's not worth it if that's if that's what the intention is. I, I will tell anybody, don't bother, because you get in that frame of mind and you start getting in there. There are a lot of other people that are more than willing to knock you down and step on you to get over you, to get their place and get ahead of you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no different than any, like I said, entertainment business, anything else where there's competition going on. You know, you have to be willing to do this. As, think of it as a, a life calling, and this is something that you love to do. Mm-hmm. It's something you want to do. You want to help people. And wherever that takes you, fabulous, amazing, wonderful. But don't have the preconceived notion that it's going to make you rich or famous. Yeah, yeah. That only happens to uh, three or four people, basically. Yeah, and, and there's a reason for it, you know. It's the, the John Edwards, the Sylvia Browns, they paved the way to make this more of an open thing for the, the general public. They did a service. Yeah, and, and it doesn't happen overnight, neither. People think, you know, that that happens overnight. It doesn't happen. It, it doesn't. John no. Edwards, I believe, I think when I heard him speak some years back, I mean, he was, he had been doing that for 14 years. Yeah. And yeah. so, no, it doesn't happen overnight. Sylvia Brown's not young. I'm sure she's been doing this for many, many, many years in her life. But we don't need 100 Sylvia Browns. We don't need 100 no. John Edwards. But, no. but there might be other ways and uh, other things that you're needed to do that will be just as important. So, you know, be open to, you know, what the universe has for you and where you're calling life. Okay, CJ, I'd like to say thank you for being on tonight. Your show or the show that you'll be on will be on December 10th on A&E at 9 o'clock, and it's called what? Paranormal State. Paranormal State, and if people want to get to your website, it is what? (laughs) www.cjmedium.com. Okay. Annette will be doing past life readings on the 16th. And uh, if you want to find out what I'm doing, just go to the website, theunexplainedworld.com. And I'd like to thank you again, CJ, for being on. 
And thank uh, you, Annette. Thank you. Thank you, CJ, so much for coming. We appreciate it. And Annette, I'll give you a call in a couple minutes. And CJ, thank you. Okay. All right. Listeners, thank you very. Yes, happy holidays, and listeners, thank you very much, and good night, and see you in two weeks. Bye. Blessed be.